I'm Al Burnham. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. We're coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And today, we have a special guest. Which is who? Joe. Hi, guys. I'm here. Hi, Joe! I am also on the episode. Woohoo! I bet you can hear him. (laughs) Yes, they will be able to hear him. Because I can hear him, so I bet you guys can hear him. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I have to edit it first. Yeah. The show has this magic process for Al where, like, he records it and then suddenly it's this, like, episode. Yeah. You know, that's ready to go. <laughs> that sounds about but right. I still have to edit it. Yeah, I still have to edit it somewhere <laughs> in there. Joe Sanders. Well, have you changed? You haven't changed your name yet, have you? I haven't officially yet. It's it's a very long, convoluted process that I'm just going to start, like, literally today after we finish recording. Yeah, I've long wanted to change my name to just Jeff Burnham, shorten it. Yeah. And uh, it's too complicated for me to care. So we are here with newlywed Joe Sanders. Yes. Soon to no longer be Joe Sanders. Congratulations, Joe. Thank you. I just got married last night. Yeah, I heard that. (laughs) He sounds very impressed, doesn't he? (laughs) His reaction last night was more uh, positive and honest and less messing with you. It made me smile, and it made Amanda smile. We appreciate your well wishes, Al. I basically saw the whole thing. Yeah, did you, you watched watch the video. I was strawberries while that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some strawberries. Uh, Certain details don't matter as much as others, Al. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, no, now we're already starting to sound like uh, uh, this was rad. Yeah, freaks. <laughs> We're already starting to sound like this was rad podcast. Oh, no, you should sound like Cadavercast. So at the end of Sharknado 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I always go to the end of the movie. Well, why don't you introduce the movie? Because this is, uh, I should say, this is an off-schedule episode. We always what does try that to go. What mean? Well, I'm getting into it. So we try to go, uh, you know, monster stampede and then full review episode. But for this, we made an exception for obvious reasons. Al, what's the movie? Sharknado 5. Sharknado 5, global swarming. Yep. Moo. Did you say moo or boo? (laughs) I think he said moo. Uh, Like a cow. Like a cow. It's a cow-nado. That was Sharknado 4. The Fourth uh, Awakens. That's okay. Al couldn't remember anything about it. He was, <laughs> he had a lot of lot of questions going into five. So did I. I didn't remember anything. My uh, my dad four. had a lot of questions, even though we watched it together last year. He was like, "April can fly. Is she a robot?" I was like, "Yeah, that's from the last movie." <laughs> they got a new kid. Yeah, that's from the last movie. <laughs> I know. I was wondering who that kid was. Yeah, and I was like, I I guess they just had a kid that I don't remember. Oh, I remember when she got crushed by the shark falling from space. Yeah. 
the sharks went to space and she got crushed by one. Yeah. yeah. And that's when the, the new kid was born at the end of the third movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's after. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's all a blur. Yeah. <laughs> sharks in space, man. Doesn't get better than that in a Sharknado movie. I remember the sharks in space. I don't remember much about four, except the different kinds of tornadoes. But we did a whole episode on it, so. I only remember, like, the kid in the house. Oh, and okay. The dad in, like, not very much parts. Okay. Could we well, watch it, like, a long time ago? It was ago. a long time ago. We haven't watched the fourth one since we did our episode on it, which was yeah. episode number three, I if I'm not mistaken. Early days. And, of course, Sharknado, the first Sharknado we talked about on Joe's podcast, quote-unquote, Guilty, yep. which was actually Al's introduction to podcasting. His very first podcast. Yeah. I and the day that he said, Dad, we should start our own monster movie podcast. Yep. And the rest is history. History. I don't even know <laughs> what that means, so It's don't the say past. It. Yeah. Don't even say it. Okay, we won't talk about history then. <laughs> well, we might talk about it a little bit since we get into a little time travel with this movie. Got to get into that a little bit. Well, I mean, Al, it's your show. <laughs> yeah. Where do you want to start here? Like at the beginning? A very good place to start. What? Joe. That was a Sound of Music reference. <laughs> Don't, Joe. We'll have to pay the royalties. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not. I would never. <laughs> I would just... If you said music for this podcast, I would literally not put you on the podcast. <laughs> if if I like sing, you're going to cut week. me from the podcast? Yeah, for a week. For a week. A full week, he says. <laughs> That'll teach you, Joe. Yeah. I'm not going to talk to hey. you in a week. Al, there's no need to come out with the big guns a-blazing, buddy. Those are harsh words. Then right. you don't say that. <laughs> if you don't want me to say this. We are so off said. the rails already. <laughs> so at the end of Alistair. Sharknado 5. <laughs> yeah, wait, let's go to the end of Sharknado 5. Uh, <laughs> Al, get us started, man. Start talking. What are your thoughts on Sharknado 5? So we start off with this lady going down this rope. Oh, Nova. Nova going down this rope into this like cave underground thing yeah it's a big cavern yeah underneath stonehenge as it happens yeah which we all know yeah. from doctor who actually houses an ancient prison exactly what does that even mean which is also <laughs> I, I it's a prison understand. and the temple of the shark god yes yeah. side by side there down there yeah. because if you're going to bury the most important thing in the universe you'd want to know where you put it yeah so you you put a couple of uh, rocks on top of it mm -hmm. a couple of funny rocks and then make a Joe. And then make a Joe. <laughs> History of the World, Part 1 with Alistair. First there was Stonehenge, then there was Joe. <laughs> that works for me. So, yes, yeah, she goes underground. What happens? She starts walking. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the oh, end... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> she takes one step, then two step. I actually, step. I miss the cold open. Oh. Step and five step and six step and step and eight step and nine step. So you didn't see Nova go down into the thing? No. Or was there something before that? I uh, I missed the cold open because I had my dad DVR this so I could go watch it uh, on Monday. 
the day after it aired, and he missed the opening scene. So yeah, it started with uh, her backup team up top saying, what do you need? And she says, Finn Shepard. Yeah, you didn't miss really anything. Sounds like I missed a minute or so. Yeah, she dropped into the hole and looked at a wall, but... uh... She also took she took at least three steps in there, and if I'm not mistaken, she probably had one hand over the other while going down the rope. Is all this accurate now? Step by step through the movie. <laughs> okay. So what do you want to talk about then? Um, what we're talking about. So that's so that happens in the opening. Why bring that up? What's important about that? Um, that's the starting of the movie. That's the start of the movie. Sure. It tells us that Sharknadoes have been around for centuries, and mankind yeah, exactly. has been battling them for eons. Which it probably feels like it for most of mankind right now, <laughs> Yeah, watching these movies. Only five years of yeah. Sharknado? That's impossible. Well, I guess four years. It's like it going to be a Sharknado 6 or something. Yep. Yeah. Said to be continued at the end. Yeah, it Spoilers. It says to be continued. I was continued. just saying that. <laughs> So then, after she walks these steps, she <laughs> said what you said, and she keeps walking on and on and on, and then she finds this, like, wall circle thing. She There's looks a cave painting, a, yeah. Yeah, a cave painting. <laughs> and she looks at a map. Sure, and she says we need Finn Shepard. Now, skip ahead. I'll I'll run through some of this really quick so we can get to the stuff that will not find you talking about individual steps. <laughs> <laughs> we meet up with the Shepherds, which is Finn and April and Gil, little Gil who I had totally forgotten existed. Yeah, me too. I thought it was not even part of the movie. Well, he was there. And because I remember him from the fourth movie. Yeah, he's in I, the fourth movie. Yeah. And they meet Chris Catan. Perfectly, perfectly cast Chris Kattan as the <laughs> prime minister. His accent was so weird to me. At first, I thought he was German. <laughs> and I thought that's It was a weird. very strange one. I, I have to say, like, when we had Chris Kattan introduced there as the prime minister, I was like, oh, man, they're actually going pretty crazy with the, the guest spots here. Like, I figured I would recognize most people in the movie as I have with the other movies half the guests in this i did not know who they were me too there's some weird parts in this movie that i'm not gonna talk about because they're basically at the end okay so what you're saying is later on we'll talk about weird stuff yeah stay tuned listeners (laughs) we'll get there and there's also like some weird people like there's like guests you told them there's weird guests too let's talk about that for a minute i guess i feel like i'm supposed to know who the australian ladies were um, one was Olivia Newton-John. Was it? Yeah, the older one. No! The other one might have, like, literally been her daughter. I have no idea. Xanadu's? Yeah. Olivia Newton-John? Xanadu's Olivia Newton-John, yes. I guess I haven't seen her since Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have recognized her either, but my dad's like, hey, Olivia Newton-John. I was like, okay, if you say oh, so. Oh, my goodness. No, I was like, who is this? I had no idea. Yeah. Also, there was a weird guest. Like a skateboarder? Tony Hawk. That was the one that I cheered for, I think, the second most. (laughs) I was so pumped when that happened. We should skip to this. We should skip ahead. Suffice it to say, listeners, uh, between the opening, there's then a bunch of Sharknados, a bunch of action. This movie never stops being crazy. No. 
and then we end up in Australia. We should hit on the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, we'll sequence. come back to that. It definitely. keeps going from like place to place to place to place to place to place to place all over the world. Because it's, it's a global swarming. Yeah, global swarming. <laughs> and the 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 Sharknadoes are like teleporters as well. They're like uh, portals. Yeah, they're like ripping holes in space. Yeah, and there's. Oh, okay. If this was quote unquote guilty, we would get way into that. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but really break it down. When they go to Australia, it turns out the Sydney Opera House is like a battle station. Yeah. And it won't fully transform. And so that's when the skateboarder dude comes up. Yeah, they say call in the hawk and Tony Hawk shows up <laughs> and he's got a skate on like a rocket skateboard around the top of the Sydney Opera House, making it transform into the battle station. It was it's amazing. Really it's weird. really cool. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> Super weird. I, I want to say, like, off the bat here, Al and I had immense fun with this movie. You bet I did. I, I enjoyed it a lot better than the fourth one, for sure. I think I had more fun watching this one than any other one. Of course. The third is still my favorite. You don't get better than Sharks in Space and David Hasselhoff. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that one, that one really was, like, probably a better movie overall but this one had so many crazy ideas in it it didn't let you stop for a second so i i feel like it's still following the rocky pattern because first one's good second one's not very good the third one's the best the fourth one's terrible and the fifth one is good (laughs) but not as good as first or third i mean it's fourth one to me that's rocky it's right right along with rocky i know why the fifth one is good because it has Special guests. Special guests. Special well, guests. They all are special they all guests. Have special guests. <laughs> I think it was the second one that had like Will Wheaton in it. They had big guest star <laughs> back then. <laughs> well, this one uh, kept up the tradition of having a wrestler. Okay, I wouldn't have recognized him. No, you would not have. He was the guy who met up with them when they teleported into Brazil, and he had the long hair. Oh, okay. And he like took the selfie with them, and later he like suplexed a shark or whatever. Uh, That was Johnny Mundo, who also went by John Morrison in the WWE back in the day. Oh, okay. So he's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. So we had John Morrison. We had Olivia Newton-John, apparently. Brett Michaels, which... (laughs) The Brett Michaels cameo was insane. (laughs) I know. That that point in the movie, I was like, okay, you know what? This movie's going to just do this until the end, so... That's when I thought it was just going to be another Sharknado 4, and I was like, oh, I'm really dreading this. But thankfully, they moved away from a lot of the problems with Sharknado 4. I think that just the bulk of ideas they had in here alone saved it. So, I forgot who the guitar guy's name was. That's Brett Michaels. That's Brett Michaels, who we were just talking about. He ends up on the front of the bus. Yeah, we should point out his guitar is not plugged into anything. And he basically, when he's playing a guitar, he says, you can't get any better than this. Yeah. Weird thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Since he dies two seconds later. Yeah. Yeah, he gets eaten by a shark. Like, sharks are flying everywhere. I would not have guessed that. (laughs) Like a shark came from the side and just ate him whole. Yeah, so this movie, okay, parents. It's very crazy. Very crazy. Parental guidance warnings. It is rated, what, TV 14? Probably, yeah. And and it's mostly for the gore and violence and stuff, right? For the bloody shark 
attacks yeah, or whatever. It's just, it's just blood. I, there's not really a lot of like gore. There's no gore. It's just blood. Yeah. It's the it's super cartoony. Like yeah. watching it, I was comparing it mentally to Looney Tunes. Yeah, or like an itchy and scratchy Why? cartoon. <laughs> Doesn't even look like Looney Tunes. <laughs> well, that's true, but I mean in terms of the violence, it's very cartoonish I, I, violence. Over the top and unrealistic what violence. What we're saying is it's over the top, it's crazy, cartoonish, not realistic. If you get attacked by a shark, a shark doesn't fly through and then your leg disappears. No. It's horrible. In the movie though, it's really cartoonish. It's like a cartoon except with real people. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's very like, very goofy, your, wacky violence. Cuz like in the movie, if part of you gets eaten off, you're like, fine. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris Kattan gets his leg eaten off, and he's like, oh, man. Or crikey, or whatever. And he disappears. Uh, and he just wanders. Yeah, he just wanders foot. back in with crutches. Totally okay. <laughs> but it's like his face is messed up when he comes back. Yeah, he's like covered in blood and dirty and stuff. And I mean, April gets a whole new body. So, you know, uh, it's very cartoonish. And otherwise, there's some innuendo stuff, but not much else that I would say parents need to worry about. But it's cartoonish violence. Do you remember, yeah. like, the last thing when the sharks turn into one giant, giant shark? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Sharkzilla? Sharkzilla. Yeah, they call, it, they call it a Godzilla. A Sharkzilla. Yeah, but I heard Godzilla. Well, we were talking about Godzilla as well. Yeah. And we should point out here that, uh, what was it, Joe, like two days ago or so? The actor who played Godzilla in the original Godzilla, who is the guy in the suit, uh, Haruo Nakajima, died. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't hear that. Yeah, this was this was like two days ago, I think, as of this recording. Oh. I don't so, know when you said that. Uh, R.I.P. Haruo Nakajima, the first Godzilla. That's a bummer. We were just talking about him on my podcast, because... He hated the Godzilla 98 and walked out of it. Well, I mean, he's the Godzilla. So yeah. uh, I guess we should dedicate this episode to Nakajima uh, for what it's worth. I don't... You know, without him, we wouldn't have Sharkzilla in this. Probably not. Yeah. the I mean, the setup for this movie is and normally we get really heavy into the plot trying to like sort out the details. Not much to talk about here. Basically, they have a special like gem thing that they find in uh, underneath Stonehenge that allows them to summon Sharknadoes and teleport through Sharknadoes around the world where just wacky action set pieces take place. Yeah. One time they go to Japan. Yeah, that's where Sharkzilla is. Yeah. No, that's where it started is in the sea. Yeah, it started in the sea because there's this whole message about nuclear waste. On the boat, there's, like, nuclear waste. Yes. And it goes into the tornado and makes this... They call it a Sharkzilla. Yeah, like a blob of sharks, a shark blob and that then, becomes shark-shaped. I thought it was really cool, the Sharkzilla. It looked... It had basically a tail, but it didn't have the head. Yeah, it was It was a blob with a tail, and, like, sharks were flying off of it. Like, when they... Yeah. We watched the oh, t- the trailer for this... And they said Sharkzilla. I was like, oh, this is going to be the stupidest thing ever. But when they actually did Sharkzilla and this blob of sharks, I thought that was pretty cool. Especially because yeah. Nova flies into it wearing a flying squirrel suit. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys at any point suspect that they were going in a time travel direction during the no. movie? No, not really. But when they did, holy cow. 
<laughs> I got to say, the ending of this movie had me with my hands on top of my head screaming. <laughs> I freaked out. Why? Well, uh, we'll skip to the end because this is uh, Cadavercast and that's what we do. We skipped it. We skipped to the end. Gil ends up lost early on in the movie in the Sharknados. Mm-hmm. And he keeps going through the like wormholes, the rips in space and time or whatever. Yeah. And he shows back up at the end of the movie as an adult. And he's got a time machine. Yeah, Because okay? the end of the movie, like, what happens to the world, Alistair? Like, we see the Earth and, like... Where the pyramids are, that's the only place that is like the Earth. But the other parts is like black, black and tan. So, it, it well, it gets destroyed, is what yeah. you're saying. Is yeah. like the only part that looks like it should is right where he is in Egypt, where sort of the climax takes place. Well, it takes place all around the world, but that's where Finn is. And the rest of the world's destroyed. Yeah. At the end of the movie. Because we, we see him screaming and like it goes to the earth and we see the earth like destroyed. Yeah. It's destroyed. I think it was a really interesting choice for this movie that, you know, they fail and yeah. most everyone dies along the way and, you know, the world has ended and Finn is just like walking through this wasteland with his dead wife's severed head. In a bag. <laughs> on a stick. On a stick. It's in a, <laughs> it's in a, uh, a hobo sack. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's unbelievable. It is crazy. Well, I when, told you the movie was crazy. Yeah. And when, when Nova died, I was like, oh, man, like, we're not going to have another good movie again because whenever Nova's there, it's a great one. Yep. You know? She's only in the good ones. And so when she died, I was like, great. Great. You know, and I was kind of bummed out by that, but I was like, just go with it for the rest of the movie. And when the time travel was introduced and the idea that he could go back and save everybody, which is six, uh, maybe even through seven. But that I, I thought was fantastic. Everything they had an idea for, they did and could do because they were setting up this time travel yeah. element. And I've been waiting for a time travel Sharknado since like the third one. Yeah, I was going to like when I <laughs> saw the time machine, I was like. Oh man, this is this is right up Joe's alley. Yeah. What the reason I freaked out is this reveal. I don't know if anybody cares as much as I do or as much as Steve will whenever he watches it. Yeah. Steve's Steve's a much Steve's a much bigger fan of this particular gentleman. Yes. When it when he shows back up, when Gil shows back up from the future, yeah. it's revealed to be Dolph Lundgren. Holy cow. <laughs> like I shrieked and like grabbed my hair. And, and you pulled it out. And Al, Al was like, what? And I was like, it's He-Man. <laughs> That's right. And I was like, whoa. It's He-Man. It's the Punisher. It's Ivan Drago. It's Kindergarten Cop 2. <laughs> <laughs> so Dolph Lundgren is now set up to be one of the leads in the sixth movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm there. I would have been there no matter what. But Like you're basically their fan. Yeah, I, this is this has elevated my fandom of Sharknado like exponentially. Now they just need to execute a really interesting time travel story for me, and I'll be happy. If not interesting, it will at least be all over the map <laughs> and crazy. Like if it's not interesting, I will not like it. I just I can't have <laughs> I can't have the time travel rules contradicting each other. Other than that, I can pretty much get on board with most time travel stuff. They're sinking a lot of money into these now. Yeah, there's there's a lot of production value you can see. Reportedly, 
Ian Ziering made more money than uh, Gal Gadot. Oh, Gal no. Gadot in Wonder yeah, Woman? Yeah, Gal Gadot. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I, I read that yesterday, that he made more money for Sharknado 5 than she did for Wonder Woman. That's insane. That's really, really crazily ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we go back to, like, the beginning or something? So... As long as you don't talk about her taking three or four steps. <laughs> no, let's do Raiders. Let's do Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders, yes, yes, yes. So, they weren't just referencing it. They weren't just like, hey, remember Indiana Jones? Yeah, he was cool. Like, everything that they referenced from other movies, instead of just talking about it, they did it. Like, they didn't just reference Indiana Jones. They did Indiana Jones. They didn't just reference James Bond. They did James Bond. Yeah. That's cool. It was much better than previous movies. Like, the first one just makes these random Jaws references that are awkward, and the fourth one makes these random Star Wars references that are awkward. Yeah, this time they just do it. Even if it doesn't quite make sense. Well, no, it totally does make sense. I mean, this movie is Indiana Jones and James Bond with, uh, you know, extra sci-fi. Yeah. I liked uh, Clay Aiken thrown in there as our, our Q character. Was? What? That was totally Clay Aiken. Yeah. <laughs> I could not figure it out. I wish that the Raiders sequence, like when they're getting the shark crystal, was not a ripoff of Raiders. I, I wish they had done something a little bit different, but it was sh- the entire sequence was straight out of Raiders. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where they're clearly appealing to the lowest common denominator audience, so if they don't have it exactly Raiders, then they might be worried that that may be lost on people, and they want people to go, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was in Raiders. Yeah, I guess. Still an odd choice to me. Um, I want to talk about they shouldn't have put the water in, like, the thing. What water and what thing? Like, under the stone. I really didn't. Under Stonehenge? Yeah, like the waterfall, and I wish that wasn't there. Okay, because it didn't make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, it does. it is like a tsunami underground under Stonehenge. Where that came from, should, I don't know. If that was there, we should have saw water. But we oh, water see. beforehand? Well, the, the idea, I think, is that like a wall breaks open and then water comes pouring out. Yeah. But it is out of nowhere. It's one of those things like in other Sharknado movies where we don't quite have enough coverage of any scene to make everything fully clear. Also, the funniest moment of that scene is when the shark tries to get the girl Finn's whisk, but he just slides off the rope. When like the little shark jumps and gets the rope and just falls off. It's funny, right? (laughs) Sure. Well, and she has, like, Wolverine claws there, and she, like, stabs a shark with it. I guess she has Wolverine claws. I didn't really see them, but she, like, punches it, and you hear a stabby sound. And I don't know. I blinked or something. And then she says something like, not this time, bub. Just another one of those. Remember this? This is Wolverine. I completely missed that. Yeah, it's in there. I didn't blink at all. You didn't didn't blink (laughs) at all? I bet your eyes were hurting. That's impressive. I didn't see it, but I didn't blink. Oh, okay, you just missed it. Sure. Probably doing something else. Let me just do a quick rundown of some other wacky scenes we have. We have, uh, like like we talked about the James Bond scene where they're getting all the gadgets, which uh, is where Gil gets a really silly shark helmet that allows us to identify Dolph Lundgren as Gil later on. Uh, we get a steampunk blimp, yep. which is captained by... 
Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> Who actually does a pretty good job, like, as this kooky blimp inventor. He does fine. I just... Doesn't look good. He doesn't look good? <laughs> no, not the person. The, the blimp. Doesn't look good. You don't like the design of the blimp? No. Well, it's very steampunk, and I guess if you don't like the steampunk design, then you wouldn't like that blimp. I wish it didn't look like it had windows on it. Well, how else are they going to see? They can't even see outside. <laughs> it's too stormy to see anyway. Might as well not have windows. Okay. Can't argue with that. I wish it didn't look like it had windows when it doesn't even have windows. Oh, you mean the way that like the it had kind of the metal exoskeleton on the outside? It had like the squares on the outside of the blimp itself. And it looked like it had windows. Okay, it I see like what it you're was saying. It made of windows. Gotcha, and gotcha, it, and gotcha. And it didn't even have windows. Okay, so, so what you're saying I is they could have like been more it. creative with the way that they designed the outside structure. Yeah, cause okay. They could well. That's a good point. They could have like done instead of just sort of a bronze uh, lattice work like that. They could have had bronze like shark or something on it. Hmm. You know that could, that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, but like it looked like it had windows when it didn't even have windows. I was, I gotcha. It looked like it had like a pilot, a computer to see other things and stuff. It was basically nothing. <laughs> I would say that for most of that scene. Yeah. I was really excited about what they were going to do with the, what was it called? It was called like the Hindenburg 5000 or something like that. Yeah. The Hindenburg XP 3000 or, yeah. Yeah. And I was excited about what they were going to do with it and they didn't. Do basically anything. It was just there. It was yeah. just an idea they had. So they put it in. They didn't have anywhere for it, it to was- go. So they just stopped. Which... It was uh, basically nothing. It was, yeah, sure. But uh, at the same time, I appreciated that it was there rather than not having it there. You know, yeah. right. we had just another movie of Finn in like, a, you know, an SUV driving around from Sharknado to Sharknado. Blech. But this it time they at least horrible. took a, they just took a different vehicle this time, which is pretty cool. So we had that. We had, uh, speaking of a different mode of transportation, we had skiing, snowboarding, and dog sledding in the next action sequence, yeah. which was <laughs> approximately 15 seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> they're in, they go from blimp to skiing and snowboarding immediately into dog sledding and then flying around on the dog sled in a Sharknado. I'm yeah. glad they uh, dropped the line where Shepard says surfs up because I completely forgot he was like a professional surfer. I was like, oh, okay. you're right. He sure was. This explains why he's a snowboarder. Yeah, he just says surfs. So I was like, oh, yeah, he's a surfer. Now I buy that he can just get on the snowboard and do it. No problem. <laughs> yeah, they reference him being, you know, like a bar owner beach bum. And then they yeah. reference characters from earlier movies like I even remember who they are. Yeah, they reference George played by John Hurd in the first that's, one. That's the one I remembered because... R.I.P. John Hurd. Yep. Who also recently died, man. Oh, and he was he was in Chud. Yeah. The Chud man himself. And also Home Alone, yeah, you know, the, the lesser known Home Alone. When are we going to be done? <laughs> Good question, like Alistair. Like a few hours? Probably soon. No. Yeah. We've actually only been recording. Uh, we haven't even been recording for an hour. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we can, I mean, we can push through a lot of this, though, pretty quick because I, the movie just has crazy idea after crazy idea and... I just, it's just nonstop, and we could focus individually on these things, but obviously, you know, it would no. take us hours. Oh, there's the car chase. They're in Brazil, 
are you talking about when the random guy steals the the fish gem and they race after him? Yeah, yeah. That car chase in the middle has an amazing set piece. So they're in Rio, right? Yeah. And then the car chase takes place in Rio and in Rome. Yeah, that's where I was confused. I didn't know how they got to Rome. (laughs) Well, they ended up sucked up into a Sharknado. Okay. They get too close to the vortex and the, you know, the the giant like Jesus statue in Rio there gets sucked up into the tornado with them. And they're like, oh, no, we're not going to make it. And this like giant. Oh, I want to I want to explain. Okay. Oh, Al Al can explain it. It's spinning around and around. It's like the Jesus statue is literally holding the car because like its hands are out. And it, like, throws the car through the portal at the top of the Sharknado, <laughs> yeah. and they end up in Rome Yeah, with the, a little bit of help from Jesus. In the first movie, we had Jaws references. Tons of those. Fourth movie, we had tons of Star Wars references for no reason. This one is, like, the religious one. Yeah, there was a lot of religious stuff going on. Hundred of places you mean with hundreds <laughs> of things. <laughs> is that what you mean joe yes that's what he means lots of places lots of things but yeah lots of uh references lots to christianity of lots of weirdness well they meet the pope they meet the pope played by fabio <laughs> who gives finn a chainsaw weapon thing that makes me want an action figure of finn with that chainsaw so bad yeah it's really cool looking and if i had it and it had a button, I would just turn it on, and it could go on like a wheelchair. So I would use it as a chainsaw. Oh, okay. So you want one that functions so that you can chop your shark toys in half. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, like, I'm maybe, not going to get that for you. I know what uh, someone's like getting for Christmas. Like a pretend shark- <laughs> Uncle Joe. <laughs> <laughs> like if there was like a pretend Sharknado that had a hole in it, I would put Finn in it. And it would look like Finn was attacking sharks. We could inside. build a Sharknado for you to play with. Yeah. It would be super fun. Yeah. And then, like, we could make a little Finn toy. Yeah, what would we use for that? I don't know. Yeah, where could are you, you going to s- get a generic white guy action figure? <laughs> well, I'm thinking more <laughs> the hoodie. <laughs> it's the... <laughs> get, like, a an AJ Styles action figure and just replace his head. <laughs> With a fin head. Yeah, with a fin head. And a fin body. <laughs> Make a chainsaw and put it in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, that? Like that, exactly like that. Well, anything else to talk about? Again, about the move. <laughs> v. <laughs> Vs are great. <laughs> Um, I can't think of anything else. Did we actually reference on the show here, or was it before the show only where we referenced the Safari NATO? I think it was before. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one throwback they have to number four, which neither Joe nor myself liked very much. Al liked it quite a bit, but we weren't crazy about it because they just kept going... Oh, it's an ice NATO. It's an it's a moo NATO or whatever. Cow NATO, rock NATO. Cow NATO, rock NATO. And uh they actually set it up better this time. Like I kind of didn't see it coming. Like oh, it was pretty funny cuz they're like, "Oh, there's we we're out here in Africa and there are 
lions chasing gazelles and oh now there's a sharknado and it sucked them up and now there's shark chasing the lion chasing the gazelles it's a safari nado and it's yeah. well it's gilbert Gottfried, of course but there was so much setup so much to do that i kind of didn't see it coming <laughs> i think that line was in the trailer so like the guy literally was like yelling because he was scared or something gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, cause look, this and he was clearly made... reading his lines off of a cue card. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't remember Safari NATO. I mean, uh, they pay him. He shows up. Whatever. Like, Can't blame him. Also, like the tornado was like like very much behind him. Yes, it's, like, that's behind true. him, sucking up like lions and other things and stuff. <laughs> yes, and then everybody dies. Yes, yeah. sir. That's the end. But I think that covers, I mean, that covers all our notes here, which is just, I listed basically all of the crazy action set pieces. Now we just listen to you, Joe. Yeah, okay. So, Joe, do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? I don't think so, guys. I think we, I think we covered it. Alistair, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No. Did you count how many steps Finn took throughout the whole movie? Because, <laughs> I mean, if you want, we can, like, you know, tweet at him how many calories he burned. Don't tweet somebody how many calories they burned. <laughs> You're weird. Yeah, I am. It's where you get it from. He's going to play it off on the podcast like he's all cool, but he's standing here doing the strangest dance I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> It's somewhere between <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite and a monkey mating dance. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't describe it if I tried. <laughs> All right. Well, Alistair, what time is it, man? Time for our beast. Me. Best. Yeah. So, Alistair, uh, should we defer it to... <laughs> Did you say it weird? Did you want to try it again? No, I wanted no. to say it weird. Okay, okay. Should we defer to Joe? Ask Joe what his coolest moment is. What's yours, Joe? Huh. Beastly best. It's got to be a monster moment. That's important. For a Sharknado movie, it's woefully under-sharked, I feel. It's way more about the ideas than it is sharks. Then make it just ideal. You know, it's all about about portals and icons and cults and, you know, all this stuff. I think my beastly best was uh, the Sharkzilla. They didn't show it in the trailer. They just said, it's a big shark. Oh, it's a Sharkzilla. I was like, oh, that's going to be the dumbest thing ever. And no, this blob of sharks with an actual tail, I thought was actually pretty cool. So I'll go with I'll go with Sharkzilla for my beastly best. I'm with you 100%. I actually was super excited both for when they called it a shark blob. Yeah. Like when they were like, oh, it's like a blob of sharks. I was like, whoa, the blob, but made of sharks. That's super rad. Yeah. Very much something that is befitting a cadaver cast episode because we talked about the blob and we've talked about Sharknados before. Uh, and then the transition into Sharkzilla. I mean, that was just so exciting for me. Not as excited like, as when Dolph Lundgren showed up. <laughs> it was like, what, Al? It was like, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly like that. That's the weirdest woe I've said in my whole entire life. Oh, okay. That is a pretty weird woe. I guess. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So, Al, what's your beastly best? Um, the portals and the skateboarder thing. Well, he doesn't really count as a beast. I mean, he, I guess he's a, a beast of skateboarding. Remember, coolest monster moments. 
So I'll count the portals because, you know, that's part of the Sharknado itself. You know, so that's the newest addition to the Sharknado. What about... Uh, Mythos? Oh, yeah, I like the part where, like, the shark grabs the thing that lets them go through the portal. And oh, when it, when it... Saws it in half and he grabs the thing. Yeah, the crystal. Yeah. The shark swallows the crystal and he's got a sword because they're in, like, a gladiator arena or whatever. And, like, he, like, cuts the shark and, like... The thing falls out, and he catches it and puts him in in the car. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's you get one of those shots every movie. Finn jumping through the air and chopping a shark in half. Yeah, yeah. And this uh, is that. This is this movie's version of that. I remember in one of the movies, like when he's inside it, he saws the shark open from the inside. Yeah, well, that was uh, the first one, right? I, yeah. Yeah. Which is way cooler than, like, any other one they've done of that particular shot. Yeah. <laughs> they sort of hit their climax right there as far as, like, slow motion also, jumping like, at sharks when, shots goes. Like, one time when the shark eats Finn and the other shark eats the other shark, then the whale eats the sharks. Which one's that in? I don't remember, but then they hook, like, two sharks to a tube and put it onto the wheel, and he just comes back to life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't remember which one I, that was. I don't, rem- I don't remember these things. Like, it was probably from, like, maybe. two or three. Yeah, okay. that's what I was going to say. So, shall we end it? Maybe. Well, do we have any get-spooked moments? Mm, yeah. Is there anything spooky in the movie? Yeah. The spookiest part was when, when the three... People are getting surrounded by sharks. Oh, sure, sure. When Finn, April, and Nova are in the water and they're surrounded by sharks. Oh, yeah. This is actually weird when when Nova says that she forgot the sharks came from where they were. Yeah, that was weird. Nova (laughs) says, oh, we're in Australia. And then they're like, watch out, you're surrounded by sharks. And she said, oh, I forgot this is where they come from. Yeah. Why? How would she forget that? She's like head of a cult of like Sharknado destroying ladies. Plus, they don't come from Australia. That was what was weird to me. They don't come well, from yeah, Australia. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just a lot of them around there. Yeah. Joan, did you have any other things to add for get spooked? Spooky um, moments? I thought the, the first look at Sharkzilla was because it looked like a shark tidal wave. Yeah. It's like coming at that boat. I was like, that's weird. I didn't realize that was the radioactive shark monster until a little bit later. And I also think April's death was done really well. Like Ian Ziering's performance during April's Uh, death. Ian Ziering. Is it Ian Ziering? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Ian Ziering. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like he really acted in that scene. He was really like crushed watching his uh, cybernetic wife's head fade away into lifelessness. Yeah, that was upsetting. That was pretty upsetting. Yeah. Especially because he's like, oh, there she is. I got to go save her. And he like uncovers her, but it's just her head. Yeah. Oh, and like the way her eyes are like going in different directions or whatever. Like, yeah, it's unnerving. Like, I want to say this. This movie is great. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't hear me, I said great. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Yeah, there, there's been some points in this series where I have felt underwhelmed, to say the least, 
And those would be points uh, two and four. Yep. So the second and fourth movies, I I didn't really care for, and I was wondering why am I still watching these? This movie, I'm has got me back on board totally, one hundred percent. And I think I think six has a very strong chance of being really good, maybe the best, as long as they follow up on the stuff that they've set up. Yeah, you know. absolutely. Yeah? With Finn's wife, robot wife, dying? Yeah, but now he's got to go back in time and save everybody. You're right, because like, his kid has the time machine. Yeah. But he has to use the time machine to save everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that he somehow harnessed a Sharknado to build a time machine. Yeah, I like that, too. And it's funny because, like, this movie everything that happens in this movie is actually finn and nova's fault because they took that shark gem thingy and that sort of throws off the balance of the sharknado gems placed around the world which help control the sharknados but by removing it they create more sharknados so everything's basically his fault which the movie didn't stress enough yeah and i was like did they accidentally make finn the villain of this movie but it turned out in the end that that was the intention, was to have them make mistakes so bad that they can't recover from it. Which is weird for a movie that is, you know, a series of movies that are so much about how amazing the protagonist is. He's even asked in the beginning of the movie, I don't know if you remember this, Joe, but uh, he goes to go down into the cave and one of Nova's helpers goes, have you ever done this before? And he says, I've done everything before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one's done everything before except Finn, and he's in a movie. Yeah, exactly. He's a movie character. You know, he's this larger-than-life, kind of, you know, a modern-day, made-for-TV, Asylum Productions, James Bond, Indiana Jones. Yeah. I What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know James Bond, at least, Al. What? Well, I guess it's been a while since you watched any of the movies with me. You don't remember any James Bond movies? Well, I guess we'll have to rewatch some, huh? Of course. Of course we will. <laughs> Anything else to say about the movie here, fellas? No. I don't think so. Would you recommend it? Yeah. Hmm. I, I guess I would if you enjoy things like this. Like, if you're watching the rest of the series, don't skip this one. Skip four. <laughs> skip you. Yeah, skip you, Joe. Yeah. Skip me. Wait, what? <laughs> oh man! Let's give you, Alistair. Who do you think this movie is appropriate for? What? What age groups of people do you think could handle this movie? Um, five and six. Five and six. <laughs> you think people as young as five and six could generally handle it? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you are an exceptional five-year-old, though, in this regard. Uh, maybe. Maybe parents approach with caution for sure. Cause it is a very scary. And I think if I was three or two or something, I would be like, stop the movie, stop the movie or something. Okay. Well, before we get signed out here, Joe, where can our listeners find you? Um, I am on Twitter I know. at... <laughs> you know? Now. I am on Twitter at play underscore architect and my podcast, quote unquote, guilty is on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and it's at quote guilty on Twitter. Go listen. And if you've never listened to it before, 
uh, we are on there talking about the first Sharknado. So yep. early days. It's like episode 14 or something, I think. <laughs> but yes, you can, of course, follow us on social media at cadaver underscore cast on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at CadaverCast, that's one word, and you can email us at CadaverCast at gmail.com. If you would like to support not only our show, but also quote-unquote guilty, you can go over to Alistair. Patreon.com slash word salad. Excellent. Nailed it, man. Correct. And uh, support our network, support our show. We really do appreciate it. Well... Is that it, Dancing Boy? Ready to sign us out? Yes. (laughs) You've been listening to CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. And thank you, Joe. Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining us, man. My pleasure. thank you all for listening. Semper Paratus. We love you. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Don't say that (laughs) Joe. You want a puppy on a podcast? (laughs) No, I don't. That's the point. You want a puppy on a podcast? (laughs) You want a puppy on a podcast? (laughs) I have a question. There should be a song called You Want a Puppy on a Podcast? (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.